welcome to the Healing Our Sight podcast, where we discuss vision issues and healing strategies from the patient perspective. The goal of this podcast is to create an awareness of the diverse types of vision issues people experience, to highlight the types of help available, and to open a dialogue between patients to show we're not alone in our vision struggles. In this episode, I'm speaking again with Rebecca Smith. You may recall that Rebecca shared her story in episode one. She had an ocular stroke in December of 2019, which was rehabilitated through vision therapy. Today is a little update on how things are going a year later. I hope you glean from this that progress is possible and should be celebrated, and that we can be grateful in all circumstances. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for being with me today to do a little update on what's happened in the last year. I know it was about this time last year when we first spoke to each other about your situation with your eyes, correct? Yes, I think so. Yeah, we we taped it the month before the first episode came out. So it's been about that long. And we just want to get a little update on how you're progression has been with your vision since vision therapy ended. I I don't know. You didn't have any more vision therapy after our episode. No, I just, no, I haven't. I just have done stuff at home to work on improving my vision. And I was able to get, so I, my eyes do work together again. So I have depth perception, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And I was actually playing one of my game apps on my phone in the middle of the night, well, about two or three o'clock in the morning. And I thought maybe I broke my eyes because all of a sudden they were just acting really funny. And like all of a sudden I could see layers in my game and and then and the layers were moving back and forth. And then it took me a while to realize like, oh, wait, I'm seeing in depth again. <laughs> when did that happen? That probably happened a couple months after I had stopped vision therapy, but I had still had done some of the things that they sent home with me to work on. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing those kinds of exercises over the last year then still? No, not really. Cause I, I, those were just like for the 3d. And so once I got that back and then like the major problems were like when I would look at anything up close, I wouldn't see the whole picture like on my phone like if I was trying to read a text there would be white spots throughout the text and I kind of have to move around to shift so I could see the white spots and I finally got so I could read the text and and pretty much the whole picture would be filled in and then I had to do the same thing with like an eight and a half by 11 thing of um, writing Mm -hmm. where there'd just be blank spots and I'd have to move my head around to fill those blank spots in. And I still have problems with numbers. I always read um, double digits. So I don't know if something, like if I'm at a store, I don't know if something costs $1.99 or $11.99. And I just kind of have to cover up the price with my thumb and then move them one digit at a time till I get to the decimal point. And then I know how much it is. And the other day I had something new turn up. My cousin sent me a book she had written and I was starting to read it. And only half of the line of text showed up 
only the top half, the bottom half, wasn't showing up. And that was new. And so it made reading it very hard. Yeah. But the next day when I was reading it, that had gone away. But then I was seeing double words or I was very dyslexic with it where I was putting words in front of words that weren't there so that it made no sense. And I kind of have to cover up the words to see, okay, what, what's really being said. And, you know, it's only like a, I think a 50 page book and I'm not even to page 10 trying to read it. That you had been able to read before, before this last little bit. Well, I have never really tried hard at reading books. Since Um, the stroke, you mean? Since the stroke. And so I was partially scared at what I was going to find. And I tried last summer and I found out I was reading at a very early elementary level, Mm. which was very disconcerting. And I mean, even at the the understanding of words, you know, it's like, I know what that word meant and I wouldn't have a clue what it meant anymore. which meant that my stroke hit more than just the sight; it hit language and stuff. And so right. I've been working on that. And so I understand more words, but the actual reading of books, I think is going to take a while. <laughs> okay. But I've been told to read out loud. And so I read out loud mm-hmm. from books and I have spent most of my time like working on a phone screen. And so now I'm working on like I, I used to love to color and I would color all the time. And so I've started coloring again. And that again, is very frustrating. When I woke up from my stroke in the hospital, my husband had just brought my dialysis bag, which had coloring stuff in it. And I remember I got a coloring book out and I'm like, oh, I'll color this page. And when I would go to color, all the lines disappeared. Right. And the lines don't disappear. I just can't necessarily find the lines to color in them. I, I like I see the line and then I'll color outside the lines. Yeah. Or, so there's um, still a little bit of a disconnect, but not the kind of issues that you had at the very beginning after the story. Right. It, it's completely different. And it's just stuff I haven't worked on, mainly because I was kind of scared uh, that I was going to have this problem and I wasn't sure if I was ready to face them. But um, like, okay, Rebecca, you can do hard things and it's time to face. Because <laughs> right. I, I know it, all it's going to take is me working with it and just doing a little bit every day. I can see improvements. Yeah. So that's the key thing, isn't it? Just doing a little bit every day. Yeah. Our brains are amazing because it's amazing how just, I think a lot of times we think we have to spend all these hours every day in rehab. But, you know, even a few minutes every day, our brains can do amazing things with. Yeah. And have you been examined at all by your eye doctor in the last year then? To see no, I just got my um, was my text from him saying it's it's been a year time to schedule an appointment. So mm-hmm. I'm going to schedule an appointment next week. Yeah. And are you thinking that you might do a little more vision therapy to, to see if you can get more improvement? Um, yeah, I, I think about it, but um, I have so many appointments that I have to go to. I kind of get tired of going to appointments. And so sometimes I don't want to make more appointments. And 
you know, well, yeah. I might, I, I might think- wait till summer when it's warmer and it's more fun to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's important for our listeners to to kind of understand a little bit more about your situation too, because I don't know that we really touched on it in our first conversation. The fact that you're on dialysis and you have to go three times a week for yeah. a pretty extended session at the dialysis center. It's four, t- four hours each time at the center. Yeah. So it kind of uh, makes it more difficult to do anything else, really. Yeah, because I mean that, that it's like a part-time job, mm-hmm. and and that's I consider it a part-time job, and it's you know the job that I do, so I get to stay with my family and friends, right. and it's kind of a small price to pay, mm-hmm. you know, for the privilege of another day here on Earth. But I do get tired of having to go to places because you know there's a lot of doctor's appointments and everything and and I just sometimes get tired of it because I've been doing this for 12 years now right I'm just kind of tired of appointments <laughs> <laughs> well I, I and I think the thing we we got across hopefully in the first episode was that your doctor didn't expect you to be able to see at all after the stroke right most people if they survive the stroke are usually blind. Mm-hmm. I can see great to navigate. You know, I can go to the kitchen and make myself something to eat. I can see to get dressed. I can, you know, pick out what matches or doesn't match. You know, I can see to walk and I don't bump into walls. Right. So I feel very blessed. I'm not blind. It's the fine detailed stuff that I need to develop. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at it, you know, when you're a child and you, you know, you color and you make stick figures, but in your mind, you think you're making these great artistic pieces of work. And then you look back and you're like, that was just a stick figure. I thought that was so good. And, and I kind of look at it that my brain's kind of working at the stick figure level right now. And I've got to just develop it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, so it, it's at the, some kid level as far as the seeing and doing you know, and I just have to get it back to where it was. Right. And that just takes doing stuff. And so I just need to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. As you're busy keeping yourself alive and. Yep. And so I should another day. Just enjoy having more and other appointments. <laughs> Got to change my mindset. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that you've made some really great progress, though. And yes, it's inspiring to just realize that you're able to feel lucky and blessed that you have the vision that you do. I do. I'm very lucky. And I'm I feel because, you know, when I woke up from the stroke, I literally couldn't see any. I mean, I could see, but like I couldn't read at all. I couldn't see to me that like there was just I would pull up a text and it was just a blank screen that nothing registered and if I looked at a face it looked like a Picasso painting because I would see a face but they just it just didn't get put together like a normal face would mm-hmm. and you know now when I look at a face it's you know the two eyes are where they're supposed to be and the nose is where it's supposed to be and you know instead of like the Picasso painting yeah. And so I've come a long way 
in a year from what it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. I could live happily if it just stayed where it was right now. But I know that if I work at it, it will get better. I've also started, I, I love crossword puzzles and those little grids and stuff are very hard for my eyes to see, but, you know, I work on them a little bit each day and the grids become easier. Yeah. Excellent. That's one of the things that I remember doing early on with my vision therapy too, just getting my eyes to focus in that way. I had never been good at them, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And so I thought, okay, well, this is a little thing I can do to, train my eyes a little bit more to see what I want to. And that was, it was helpful. They were my, my anti Alzheimer's <laughs> invention. I right. was doing the crossword puzzles and things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I need to get back into doing that. Cause I need to prevent that still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an ongoing battle, right? Yep. Okay. Well, do you have any words of wisdom for someone else that's struggling with vision issues that we can leave them with today? Well, it's like eating an elephant, just one bite at a time. Just do a little bit at a time and you'll be surprised at how much you'll accomplish. Okay, excellent. Thank you for that. And we'll try and touch base again at a later time. See if there's some other developments that we can report on it's nice to be able to give a little snippet that updates people a little bit so i appreciate you being with me today glad to do it thanks for having me you've had thank you for listening to this episode of healing our site if you liked this episode please subscribe add a review and share it on your favorite social media You can also ask questions or suggest a guest by visiting my Facebook page, Healing Our Site, and more information is found on my website, HealingMySite.com. Thanks again for listening. (music) 